Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Good morning, girls and germs. How's it going out there? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning, radio edition on Slam Radio. Sirius XM, channel 145. Just in case you didn't know. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about a, quite a few different subjects, Ro. Am I correct? You are. We're gonna we're gonna talk about entertainment, sports, and the world at large. The Miami Heat right now, ladies and gentlemen. The Heat is on with a win coming off of Indiana. We will be speaking about the little feud between Warren and our buddy Jimmy Buckets. He's my favorite. We're also gonna be talking about Disney, Blockbuster, and um the SOS Save Our Stages Act and how we can help save independent music uh, music venues overall. It's going to be a great show. We're happy to have you with us. Now get ready for some knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Here's some commercials. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. Hey, platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. So uh, we're going to start off with a little bit of an artifact today, something that so the younger crowd might not know about. Something definitely that I appreciate, and I know Raul appreciates, because it was, it was a big part of our childhood. It was um, something that was very nostalgic, to say the least, when we would uh, go to this uh, little venue, little place, and get away from the, the world. It has now gone the way of the cavemen, basically extinct. Yeah. So what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is Blockbuster. For those that are of age, you know, because Blockbuster, when, when did it completely close down? Like uh, 10 years ago? About 10 years ago. Let's call it 10. We're probably wrong. So before we go and we talk about what we want to talk about, Blockbuster, Raul, let me ask you a question. What, what were some of the memories that you had as a child when you would uh, go to Blockbuster? Well, I would love going to Blockbuster when I was little to like go get a movie to go run a movie so just say if i got like good grades on my report card or something we went to blockbuster and i got to pick one candy nice so you would get rewarded by doing from doing good in school yes. with going to blockbuster so it was an, an initiative that's exactly what it was what about for you man i um i mean you you know the twins and and my group of friends here in the neighborhood so we use that as our weekend plans you know Obviously, we were younger, so we, we weren't really going out or doing anything like that. So, you know, we would get get, get together. We'd um, go with my mom or someone else's mom or whatever, and we'd go to Blockbuster, go. We'd rent out maybe like two or three movies. They also rented out video games, so we'd also rent out a video game. Right. Um, and yeah, man, we, we were, we weren't, um, we weren't, we weren't, um, we were able to get whatever candy we wanted. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't selected to just one candy. So I'm very sorry to hear that. I wish we could have been friends when we were at oh, that man. age. I don't think that we would have been friends. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Yeah, man, it was all right. You pick one, 
and we go from there. And I was like, okay, cool. Did you ever like going to Blockbuster just to go to Blockbuster? Oh, absolutely. So Blockbuster, there, um, there was one right here, less than five minutes away from my house. So even at that, some of my friends, me and my friends would go and ride bikes over there. And it was it was in an era where like kids would go into a, a store and people wouldn't be like, what are those kids doing here? No, they they'd encourage us to come. I mean, granted, because we'd end up going later that night with our, with our parents to uh, to purchase something. But we'd go and we'd like we'd sneak out. We wouldn't tell our parents where we're going. We're just like, oh, we're going to ride bike because they didn't want us on like major streets. Yeah. So we would go and we'd pull up super incognito, park our bikes right in the front. And boom, walk in there. And we're just like in awe, look, picking things up, touching movies, video Ma- games, the magazines, the video games, all the snacks, all like, of it, all of it. And yeah. granted that we, we wouldn't even buy anything at that moment, but we were just filled with so much, once again, nostalgia, just being there. So, I mean, when it closed down, how, how would it, you say it affected you? I was pretty upset, but I'll tell you one thing. I didn't miss the late fees. Yeah, <laughs> those late fees were, were the worst. They were no joke. The worst. Literally. No joke. Literally. Oh, what your day? Oh, what your late a day? I want your first, like all of it. I want your first treasure, like all of it, man. And d- did you? Were you ever one of those uh, kids that would would switch out the movies or the video games in in the? No, you no, were not. I w- that was just I was, me. I, I was, was not that risky. I was not I that was risky, the, man. Me and my me and my friends, we would um and 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 shout out to them. Me and my friends, we would go and and sometimes we'd switch out video games. Like we we would have the video game already, but it, it, there would be like one scratch on it. So it'd be like, no, 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 no. We, we want the we want the one that has no scratches. The you know blockbuster what? one. Actually, I think I did that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I feel like we all did that, bro. Yeah, it's okay. okay. And then we and then Blockbuster comes storming through the, the studio. Yeah. Hello. Well, there is one blockbuster left. Tell me about it. Well, so it's in Bend, Oregon. Just in case you don't know where that is, it's all the way in the northwest part of the United States. Nice. Yes. So why are we bringing all this up besides, you know, we miss paying for overpriced rentals? Because they, because now you could stay at that Blockbuster for one night as an Airbnb. Just one night? I thought it was a maximum of three nights. No. It's a total of three nights. Oh, that they're allowing that people they're to allow- stay. Absolutely. Now the bad news it literally only lasts for three nights. So most likely you won't be able to get it, especially since you don't live in Bend, Oregon. I mean, we're talking about it because it's it's something that was huge in our childhood and it's it sucks to see that it's um, vanishing like that. But you know what, bro? You can't feel bad either because didn't they try to buy out or they had the option to buy out Netflix? Well, what's up with that? I know yeah. you know about that. Bro. Yeah, so when, so when Netflix first started, it was a mail company. Like they would mail you the movies, you would mail them back. And then... They were trying to be acquired by Blockbuster. They were like, hey, this is the way of the future. And Blockbuster laughed them out of the building. Right. right. And, and now what? Netflix is like a $49 billion. It's literally one of the biggest co- corporations in the world. Yeah. Producing movies specifically and exclusively for Netflix. So, um, I mean, yeah, they, they could have. They, imagine that. What do you think? What, what do you think would have been? The... I think I think they would have crashed. I think I think Netflix still would have been Netflix. I think it would have been um, an easier transition to get to that success because of the films that they would have been able to like to throw out there yeah. because of Blockbuster. Well, once they realized their mistake, Blockbuster did try to get into the streaming game, and alas, it did not work out. It was too late, matey. Now, I now I think that that could have been cool to make him like imagine if they could have converted those into like Netflix centers. You know what I mean? Where like you could like not like a movie theater, but like Imagine like you could rent a room to watch a movie with your friends. Yeah, I think that they could have gone about it a bunch of different ways. I mean, I remember, I mean, just to 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 talk about something else, but in correlation to this, I remember that GameStop and to this day they're still they're still trying to find a new game plan because at this point through Xbox and PlayStation, you could buy all the games and yeah. download it from your console. Well, I actually read something about that recently. They're they're actually gonna try to turn the GameStops into like gaming cafes i guess for like yeah a yeah time. yeah that's that's why we bring it up because that yeah. would have been something really cool to see with blockbuster but then at the same time you know that's you have movie theaters for that who who's really gonna want to go well i don't know imagine that you want to watch a movie with your friends but uh, i don't want to go to your house i don't want to go here or be in a room filled with a bunch of random strangers you know what i'm saying so hey let's go to blockbuster let's rent out you know like a like a 10 person seat studio yeah that would have been something interesting something I that, they could have they I mean, like I said, it's 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 it sucks that they're that they're closing down like this. And even at that, this is the last one in the world. But it is really cool 
that you could stay there for a night. And I, have you seen pictures of the setup? Have, yeah, no, it's, it's like a little, cool. it's like a little pull-out queen-size couch, a couple chairs. Big you just front, yeah. lounge around. You you have all the movies to your disposal. You can literally go and get any movie and just doop, put it in. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Listen, Listen, why I want to walk in the room? Look at, <laughs> imagine that you're not gonna be mad about not about not watching your favorite movie on Netflix anymore. Yeah, right. You have uh, you have all those to your disposal. You literally have. Every, I wonder if they have updated movies. Like, what's up with that? Like, do they just like go to Walmart? I, I think do I, they just go to Walmart and buy like one copy of your latest movie. Yeah, like, and they just with, go from there. <laughs> what's up with these guys? But talking about movies, let's talk about Disney Plus. Yeah, Mulan. Mulan, ladies and gentlemen. For those who don't know, uh, Mulan's theatrical release. Well, like of just about every other movie that was supposed to come out really uh was set back due to covid and originally disney was pushing it back to to commit to that theatrical release but alas um they they have seen that home streaming is currently the trend so uh so they're going on that bandwagon i guess for lack of a better term and uh they will be streaming mulan on disney plus for a separate price of 29.99 now jonathan uh i i read a lot of outrage about this man online and uh, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the outrage. I don't agree with it either. Um, right now, through COVID, um, it's crippling a lot of industries. It's it's and especially with entertainment. You, you know, it's what thirty dollars to purchase the the film. Yeah, you get it for about twenty four hours. Right, and and even at that, you're you're um you get it for twenty four hours, and you you're able to you know say that you want to safely invite your friends over and um. You can watch this whole movie, all of you guys, opposed to going paying twelve to thirteen dollars at a at a theater. Yeah, of course, or, or shoot, man. Even if it's a family, just say we have the nuclear flam, like nuclear family. Yeah, no, absolutely. Of, uh, you know, two adults, two kids. Like, think about it. You go to the movie theaters, which hey, I love the movie theaters. I I I I've been on the record about this, but bro, it's not cheap. Think about it. You go, you buy your ticket, $12. And that's if you don't get 3D. You want to get 3D? Oh, what? Another $4. Oh, man. Oh, mom and dad, I'm hungry. I want some popcorn. I want an icy. No. Oh, boom. Next thing you know, you're spun around three times. You just dropped $100. And, and then guess what? You're there. And then what do you hear in the theater? Wah, wah. Kids crying, parents parents texting and Shh, shut up, you know? And then it's like, whoa, like, what's the point of all this but and that's what makes me so confused about all this outrage on my favorite place twitter <laughs> <laughs> twitter is the best twitter uh, is the best we just had a, a our good friend melanie on for uh, for one of the shows that's going to be released later this month and she was she's an advocate of twitter she loves twitter and you know i i've gone on twitter since and i can see where people do like it and i can also see where people hate twitter i'm not a fan so I'm I'm pretty indifferent about it still, you know. Uh, I'll go on there. I'm gonna give it a chance, but for the most part, it's not one of my favorite forms of social media. But aside from the point, and back to the point, yeah, thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety nine to be exact, plus taxes to rent out Mulan for a twenty four hour um, time period. So watch it over and over and over again. Obviously, you can't share. So the reason why we bring up Twitter is because a lot of people are outraged because you have to, you're paying for your subscription plus now thirty dollars. Now, granted, ladies and gentlemen, this is a two hundred million dollar film. It took $200 million to make this film, you know? And on top of that, this is probably the, um, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that this this is a film that has the highest budget to not get released in theaters. Yes. Right? That is accurate. I read that as well. So you think about it. These guys are releasing it on Disney Plus, right? And now let's talk about like if we decided to post a little short film on YouTube, right? We're going to generate a certain amount of money through a certain amount of views. Right? right. But it's because YouTube is paying us because it's our product that's getting exposed through them. Now, you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Disney film getting put on a Disney streaming, uh, service. streaming service. So they're not getting money like that off of views because they're promoting themselves. The money that they're going to be generating is off of advertisement. It's going to be off of off of um, the what you're paying, the thirty dollars plus a subscription, you know. So I guess what we're trying to say, people, is that, you know, we just want to shed some light on it because we are in this entertainment industry and we also are um, branching out into film and stuff. And it's not easy. It's, you know. Yeah. And also, it's not like they haven't been trying to, like, at least be more entertainment on Disney Plus throughout the pandemic. They released Rise of Skywalker early. They put Frozen 2 early. They put a lot of films early to try to at least, you know, entertain and and these are things that they didn't really have to do. Think about video on demand, 
and all those sales that they lost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you hit it on the money with sales lost. So, oh, but Disney, for those out there, this is this is the argument that, that people are giving me. But Disney's already such a big company. Look at the parks. Blah, blah, blah. Ladies and gentlemen, most of the parks are closed. And even if they're open, you don't well, like how, what's the capacity? Uh 25 to 50 percent. So think about the money that's getting lost there. It's a it's it's a it's it still takes the same amount of money to operate the park. Yeah, 4.7 billion dollars, ladies and gentlemen. That's mm -hmm. a that's a big number. 4.7 billion dollars lost in one quarter. Yeah, which is the third quarter. You could look it up, man. This is this is what that's we're doing. That's a three-month span. So basically, on average per month you're looking at about 1.5 billion loss so for those out there that 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 love mulan hey man i'm gonna throw my money at disney because i love disney i love that's a big part of my childhood and yeah. anything that i could do to help them out i'm gonna do it yeah and i've been on the record i i love disney i'm super huge fan and honestly like i said before 30 dollars i don't think is a bad move at all i come on look you, you can watch it back to back to back if you want yeah you could yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a live action film come on guys come mulan on. live action dude come on we all wanted it right we were all we were all begging for it to come out well it's coming out so put on so put on your smiles get get your pet dragons take off your makeup and they'll make a man out of you so once again september 4th is the release day for um for the movie um, and then as far as going back to that third quarter stuff that we were talking about, $4.7 billion in loss. So in that meeting, Disney, the CEO and other execs met up with um, with a lot of their, the guys that own the most stock in Disney to to talk about the money that has been lost um, and also talk about what's the plan moving forward. So with the success of Hamilton, which was a great piece of uh, a great piece of work, um, they they saw that and they're like, okay, so then maybe we could do something with this. They generated a good amount of money off of Hamilton. So they're like, okay, maybe we can utilize a streaming service to come out with more movies, to come out with more shows. You know, people, people more are plays, more, yeah. yeah, like more theater. And even then, I I think I think it's a great move because you brought in your, you know, you brought in your views. You brought in those horizons that maybe come on, think about it. For a lot of people, that might have been the first time they ever actually watched a play. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and and well, people have been talking about it ever since. People have been rewatching it. And did you have to pay for that? No, no, you didn't. So yeah, guys, look, Disney is a giant corporation. It's a conglomerate. I understand, but at the end of the day, they money does not grow on trees. Yeah. So with the with the success with the success in these premieres like Mulan and Hamilton, Disney's Disney's gonna be monitoring uh Disney Plus specifically closely because that right now that's their bread and butter, baby. Yeah. That's their bread and butter. It's crazy. The side hustle became the only hustle, huh? Yeah. And that's how the cookie crumbles. But but hey guys the parks are reopening. I actually have a top secret mission over there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. Yes. So um the KNR will be going into the foreign territory to check out what's happening, what's up, and how safe they really are. Into the belly of the beast. Rawr. So, Raul's going to be going up to Orlando. What, what are the days that you're going to be going over there? Uh, I, I will be going um, next week from Monday to Thursday. Don't worry, guys. We still got shows coming out. We've been working really hard over here at the KNR studio to make sure that even in his absence, we will not forget the mediocrity. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we actually have a special surprise going on. Uh, next week so if you follow us on youtube spotify all the other streaming services you'll find out yeah ladies and gentlemen we are knr what was it what's our uh our at name on uh, instagram at knr podcast on instagram twitter youtube your dreams everywhere your dreams ladies and gentlemen we're looking forward to it we're going to be having a very special guest coming on talking about his foundation talking about the charity work that he's done before covid and even what he's doing during covid and to help out communities um this guy's a really good friend of ours do you want to just throw his name out there absolutely uh dj lou shout out to him give him give him a follow on uh on instagram and whatever the social media platform he has dj lou is his name great guy really good friend of ours who's known we've known him for some time and he's doing some really really great stuff out there in the communities not just his but in the communities all around miami-dade county yes yeah yeah no we're very we're very excited to have him on but guys don't worry for a serious family you get jonathan and raul no matter what always baby let's go 24 7 365 something else that rhymes with 25. time ah. uh, what is time it's irrelevant but yeah so what's up uh, what's one of your one of your favorite memories that has to do with disney whether it's going to the park oh, or watching man. a certain it's, movie or vhs so the first movie that i remember seeing in theaters is tarzan nice yeah yeah so i loved that movie 
Tarzan. Like, it was great. So then when it came out in VHS, I bought it because, of course. But here's the thing. My tape kick broken. Ah. Yeah, man. No, and I was a, I was a crybaby for sure. I still am. It is what it is, but uh, oh, you have more, uh, you have more handkerchiefs now. That's what you uh, adapted to the tears, bro. I, y- you put it best. I use handkerchiefs. I recycle them just to make sure I always have something to wipe my tears. With that, said, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if not, I got you, brother. Don't worry, but I got a handkerchief right here. Oh, thanks. So, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so nothing, man. Middle of the night, I'm here, bro. My mom took me back. We returned the movie. We got a new one, and it was great. You know, it's funny because if if shout out to Frank one time for the one time and Larry, all those guys over at uh at Slam uh, Radio, Slam Radio, Frank, Larry, thank you guys again. If if he was in, if they were in studio right now and you said that your favorite movie was Tarzan, they I bet they'd be cracking up. I'd I'd hear Frank. Oh yeah, you like you like some platanos? You're you're a jungle boy. <laughs> I am a little wild for sure. Yeah, man, I love Tarzan too. The soundtrack was what really Bro, blew me away. Phil Collins, man, Phil Collins is the man, dude. Yeah, man, and, absolutely. And us, that I mean, we we love me and Raul both love music. We love, we love, we love, we love music. You know, and we love film so much. So I feel like with Tarzan, at a young age, to get exposed to some to a masterpiece like that with yeah. the music and the movies, that that probably could have been a fuel for us. Now, you know, like the wave that we rode to get us to being where we're at right now, talking a bunch of nonsense. Well, 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 yeah. Think about it. Like, this is literally just a culmination of all the music we hear and all the movies and just what we're interested in and the fact that we are so opinionated about what we're interested in. If we didn't care about anything like in pop culture, what would we really be talking about? Beeps and bops and boops? Like, hey, guys, here's my chemical reaction to this. You know what I'm saying? Which science is great, but... uh. There's not a lot of nonsense there. And don't get me wrong. I love my beeps. I love my bops. And I love my boops. Simultaneously. There's no space between the words. No, not like it's just one long beep, boop, boop. Hit, hit me with it. And I'm going to hit you with the drum and bass. Ready? Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. Um, and we are having a great time over here. We hope that you're enjoying what we bring to the table. Um, and let's uh, keep on talking some shenanigans. Shall so, we? but what's your favorite Disney memory? Okay, man. So, hmm, I'm gonna have to relate in the video game world to all my uh, video game players out there. Um, my godmother bought me Battlefront One. Yeah, back back. Um, man, I want to say back, maybe back like in 2008. I was pretty young. I was like nine, ten years old, maybe 2009. Um, for for you for guys that don't know. My ages, no one needs to know that. Um, so back in like 2009, I got an Xbox for the first time after having a PlayStation my whole life, and I've never, I never looked back since then. I appreciate PlayStation, and shout out to Sony, but Microsoft, I'm a PlayStation guy. Microsoft is where it's at, and and yeah, you could tell that I'm an Xbox guy, and this guy's a PlayStation guy for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So when it came to um, when it came to getting Battlefront, shout out to my godmom, shout out to everybody by the way. We shout out a lot of people on the show. Shout out, shout out, shout out. But when it came to uh, when it came to getting Battlefront, man, this it was such a nostalgic feeling because imagine you've watched you've watched the movies and then you go and you you get the game. And now, you know, yeah, tell me that you didn't want to like be a, a clone trooper after watching episode two or or fight in the Battle of Geonosis or be on the planet of Naboo, you know, that like, awkward moment that I actually am a stormtrooper. Yeah, right. And we didn't even know this whole time. This guy's this guy's the man over here. So. Yeah, I want that. That was just a moment for me, and even to this day, like a, it it really made me want to play video games for a very long time. I find it so therapeutic at times. You know, granted that people are indifferent about it, people say that it's a waste of time. I think that if you get your things done throughout the day and you are productive, then you could reward yourself with some time playing some video games. And at the end of the day, depending on the video game. You know, it could be quite inspirational. I remember when Battlefront came out, the scenery. I mean, now I, I look back at it because it's I could download it on my Xbox now, and it's like, wow, this is this is horrible. Like, w- w- what was I looking at? I mean, granted, through the years, CGK. yeah, bro. But at that time, it 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 was the hardest thing to slice bread. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, this was this was the move. This was like, whoa, you know. So, yeah. it it that has to be one of the earliest and one of the most fondest moments of my life that came with Disney. And then, you know, my family. My family would go to Disney at least once a year. So going to the parks at a young age, you know, it was it was truly a blessing. It, and, you know, I know a lot of people out there don't get that. So I, I really I am appreciative of, of it. And it was a blessing. Um, and I wish I would have I wish I would have um, I wish I would have 
enjoyed it a little bit more. What going to the parks with your family? Yeah, I mean, I went to. I mean, granted, I'm the oldest, so yeah. I had I w- I went to Disney as a, as a kid a couple of times, but then when my sister, my brother popped into the mix that's it that we started going to disney 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 like disney world not anywhere yeah. else disney world so you know like by the time that i was 12 i was over i was like you know what bro can i not just not go and now now with not being able to go or like not knowing whether yeah. it should be right to go or not you know like i miss it i miss it and 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 i can't wait to go back out there and and be a part of um and be a part of it, you know. No, I see. I never stopped going growing up. Uh, my aunt and my uncle were the ones who took me. Me, me, them, and my cousin. And I said, yeah, growing up, we would go every year, sometimes multiple times a year. And then throughout being a teenager, I would go with them as well. And when I became an adult, or you know, for lack of a better term, a resemblance of an adult, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I started going by myself. I'm an annual pass holder now. Uh, I love it, man. I I love it. Um, I'm very excited to go. Obviously, you got to be safe. So, social, di- but honestly, I'm excited for socially distance Disney. Like that sounds nice. Oh, what? I'm in line and nobody's near me. That's a first because usually when you're in line, y- you move your elbow. That's it. That's it. You, you hit three it. people. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm very excited. What's your for- favorite ride over there, bro? What's my favorite ride, huh? Huh, that's a yeah, great question, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. I guess I'll be a I I I I guess I'll go classic with it. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah. Space Mountain because like the newer rides are like, hey man, they're badass. Like Rise of Resistance. Wow, wow, wow. I've yet to. I mean, I take your word for it, brother. Oh no, it's incredible. And then what they've done with Toy Story Land and all that, it's great. And then what they're creating now, uh. They're um, they're gonna make a Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Epcot. Uh, they're trying to come out with that next year. That's gonna be exciting. But Space Mountain, it's just it's I'm just amazed. It's a classic. It's a classic. I'm just amazed how well it's held up through time. Yeah, yeah. Because that's been there for a while. It's been there for decades. Super super hot take right now. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's a great ride. I I love the movie growing up. That's probably also one. I, I'll throw that up there in my in one, some of my fondest memories. Of the, you know, what? and I'm also gonna throw Fantasia out there, bro. Fantasia for a lot of these like kids now that are that watch Disney and all that. Yeah, enjoy it. But I feel like you gotta go back and and watch Fantasia. You gotta go back and and see what all the, all that was about because Fantasia, which and which was the one, the one that came out like in 2000, Fa- right? Fantasia 2000. That yeah. was, bro. That was a, such a beautiful piece of work. I mean, but bro, but it's definitely a product of its time in the sense that y- you wouldn't be able to pull that off now. Just yeah. having animation going with with a composition of like classical music of an orchestra, I just feel that right now people people will be like, um, where's my dubstep? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, to an extent, I think you I think you can still find a crowd. You, for it. Oh, you could find a crowd for sure. I just don't know how large it would be. Yeah, I which mean, is a shame, in my opinion, because like I think it's awesome. I I think no, I think it's beautiful to to synchronize that with the animation and just let the visuals and the sound speak for itself not oh let's stuff it with dialogue this and that look at that i just got a disney world notification hey they're Listen. listening to us yes. finally somebody's listening to us what was the name of that ride where you sit down i think it was like the carousel of tomorrow the carousel of progress of progress it's a big big beautiful tomorrow, tomorrow. wait 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 we can't we we might we can't sing the whole song. <laughs> we might get shut down. I don't know the lyrics to the whole song, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally know that much. I'm sure that you guys could relate. Who listens to their favorite song on the radio and they sing the chorus? And then when, you know, the actual song goes, you whoop it up. I mean, that, that was pretty accurate. Yeah. No, that's my favorite. Like, no, my favorite is, uh. so I'm a big Bad Bunny fan. Bad Bunny, baby. Baby. But yeah, so I have a lot of friends who don't know Spanish. So sometimes I end up translating the songs to them. Yeah. Imagine how that goes. So anyways. <laughs> yeah. What is, so so anyways, you're like, wow, I had no idea what that meant. But this sounds fire. Yeah, super fire. Bro, literally. And I'm just like, wow. That, wow this guy has like, has has surpassed the actual language barrier he bad bunny is bigger than language that's insane and a bad bunny if you're listening to this man we missed you at our last taco night bro thank you for coming through the the other one um pre-covid you know we hope to see you soon you know we miss you buddy so let's do something soon socially socially distancing taco nights man you know what i miss the most bro i miss karaoke bro man i miss karaoke so much uh for those who don't know jonathan and i at 
one point both worked at TGI Fridays and uh, they used to have a very big karaoke night every Sunday um, to bring back our friend DJ Lou. He was a DJ. Shout out to him. It was the best. It was a ball. And yes, there was singing on tables and all. What was one of your favorite moments from uh, from karaoke anywhere? Anywhere, man. So up in Orlando, there's a giant karaoke bar. And Disney Springs, right? No, no, no. It's in City Walk. Oh, City Universal. Walk, City Walk. Yeah, no, I wish I had one in Disney Springs. I, I really wouldn't leave that place. I'd move to Orlando, bro. It, it's a matter of if. I mean, no, it's a matter of when, not if. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? So, anyways, I I love karaoke. Jonathan could sing, could uh, could attest to that. I but but I sound like a screeching cat. So the here's a thing. So so at this place, I was like, all right, I'm ready to karaoke. But here's what I wasn't ready for. I'm just ready. I'm usually I'm used to, you know, microphone. I got to look back to the TV lyrics. No, these guys had a stage spotlight, backup singers, giant, giant screen, all of it. And you're like, oh, I am the star. That's nice. Finally, like fin- a rock star. Finally, everybody sees me the way I see myself, you know? <laughs> Straight up, man. That's uh, that's awesome. That's a great story. Um, What about you? So my 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 greatest story in um in karaoke, it it involves you actually. I wasn't even the one singing. Oh no! It was you were the one singing. Oh no! It was at TGI Fridays. I bet DJ Lou was the 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 host, and it was it was it was <laughs> it wasn't around Christmas. It was not, you know. Um, Raul and I, for the most part, we're 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 little we're little sensitive butterflies. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I, we believe in sad boy productions. Like every time we go and we try to like shoot something, like whether it's a film or record a show, it just ends up being black and white. Yeah, and, like, and in the rain and sad. Don't and- get us wrong, though. We're very, we're very positive and we're very uh, open to doing a lot of things. And you know, but for the most part, it's uh sad boy productions wah, over here. Wah, wah. So with that being said, um, Raúl, you must have been going through something in your life. I can't remember. It was probably. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's no. coming. Is it coming back to you? It is coming back to me. You um, you were going through something in your I was, life. I was, I was going through a lot of things. And TGI Fridays is a bar as well as a restaurant, and you know whatever you know. So this guy goes and requests a song, a Christmas song. Do you know what Christmas? I song do was? know. It was a uh, Last Christmas by Wham. Last Christmas, I, I gave keep... you my heart. And that's it. We got to cut there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. So, granted, this is all going on. This it, it was not December when he chose this song. So, for the sake of the story, we're going to just say that it was on Halloween. Right? Let's say it was on Halloween. And so, Raul picked um, Last Christmas, right. I Gave You My Heart. And this guy, since he was emotionally... Uh, devastated. It, devastated. Not only did he do the song... But he did us a, a punk rock screamo metal version of this song, which sounded a little something like "Last Christmas, I gave you my heart." But the very next day, <laughs> you gave it away, bro. So you could hear this guy from from far and wide, dude. Far and <laughs> I remember, I remember, I was I was in the cut, like super in the cut in the corner. I wasn't even in the patio area, and I'm just like, "What's going on? Who's who's who's?" <laughs> Who's devastated? Who's who's hurting this cat right now? Who, who gave this mic? Who gave the microphone to a cat? Just you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I come, I turn the corner, and it's just Raúl, just fist in the air, a lot of a lot foot of, on table, yeah, a lot of this, a lot, a lot of that, a lo- lot of swinging, a lot of emotion in the air for sure. Man, that and it just, bro, it was it was a sight to see. And it definitely has to be one of my favorite uh, karaoke moments of all time. So let's uh, let's let's branch on over to the sports world, dude. Sports world. So let's talk about the Miami Heat. Yo 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 yo. So so you know I'm a fan. You're a fan. Now let's start off from the general record. These guys are currently three and three in the bubble. How do you, what do you do? Do you think that that's telling of how they're playing right now? Well, well, um, Jimmy Butler was hurt for I want to say a game or two, maybe maybe two, almost three. Drogic also got hurt after the first uh, two to three games. So there's a lot of moving pieces. What I do like is that in the pro- in the in the process of these guys getting hurt, Tyler Hero got to start and he was he was dropping buckets. So we got to see a little bit of growth in that. I know that Kendrick uh, Nunn just had to leave the bubble for personal reasons. So you know, there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to it. I know that once we were. Once we get to the playoffs, which by the way, the lowest—if we lose every single game, the lowest that we could get is to the fifth seed. So, we have a we have a playoff spot. I think that Eric Spolstra is just messing around his rotation. You know what I'm saying? I think he's he's going about it just the right way. You know, and let alone that three and three in the bubble—it's it's 
it's not that bad if you really think about it. It's a new transition that that's that's coming in as far as playing basketball in the NBA. So you know, like, I think we're gonna be just fine. What yeah. do you think, Ro? Um, I think that we're gonna be fine as well. I don't think that we could use the the uh, bubble as really being telling. I mean, come on, the Phoenix Suns are undefeated in the bubble. Who would have thunk? You know what's crazy about all that? The Phoenix Suns are undefeated in the bubble. And they still not might make. They're probably not. They're, make they're the not making the playoffs. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. But let's. But Portland came came up quick with that eighth seed, huh? I mean, it took Damian Lillard dropping sixty one points though. Man, that's <laughs> that's literally crazy, man. Sixty one points just to beat out Dallas, man, which is another great competing team right now. I mean, come on, Luca and Porzingis, bro. Those guys are. Studs, they're just all around studs. Like, yeah, and well, with the Heat right now, we got we got Jimmy Butler for this for the 2019-2020 uh, season. He's averaging twenty point two points a game and over six assists. He's averaging yeah. six point one assists, so he's playing lights out. And not to you know, Larry might not take this, might not agree with this, oh, but because uh, he's not a, what was it? He's not a fan because he's not a fan of Jimmy Butler right now. And yeah. Larry, we love you over here, but come on, man, this guy's not a jump shooter. I don't, I don't want that guy shooting the ball. I want that guy driving into the point, getting his 20, his 20, uh, 20 points a game in the paint. By the way, he's also getting over like seven rebounds a game. This last game against Indiana, which he circled, Jimmy Butler circled on his calendar, came out, he played, he, he had a double double on top of four assists. This guy was balling out bro big, big shout out to tj warren you really showed up against way Jimmy, to way to come out and play brother you Ooh. can do you make all that noise games prior but when it comes to the game that matters we're what we're matters blow, to us? we're blowing <laughs> we're blowing kisses at you brother in 114 92 win which is the latest win by uh the miami heat against the indiana pacers absolutely and then talking about the pacers uh we actually play them again soon and then Realistically speaking, we're probably going to play them in the playoffs. In the playoffs, baby. Which, honestly, hey, I'm super about this. I'm super about that. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't. I personally feel that the Pacers don't have a squad to, to – I think they have a squad to compete. I think if they were healthier, it would be a different story. But they're not. So this season, I feel it's kind of a kind of loss for them in the grand scheme of things. Of course, they're making playoffs. And, hey, they, they could be upset, but I don't see them being – I don't see them being the uh, – the winning bet against the Heat in a seven-game series. No, I I think that the Heat got that one. I mean, I, you might think I'm biased because I'm a Heat fan, but I I think the Miami Heat got this one. I think they got the first round. Um, I'll, I'll give it a five to six-game series at most six. I'm talking about TJ Warren does finally come out and play the way that he's been playing since the start of the bubble. Arguably one of the greatest players in the bubble next yeah. to Luca. And maybe like Anthony Davis, but this guy's been balling, bro. Dropped fifty over fifty points in his first game in the bubble. That came out of nowhere. Even Oladipo said it before the Heat game that yeah. this guy's on another planet right now. What he did against the Lakers too. Yeah, getting and getting not only just what he did, getting a, a team win for the late uh, for the yeah, Indiana he, Pacers. Because he also made the game winner as well. Yeah, bro, that guy. Yeah. I, yeah like, so now, quick question though: Do you think that these guys like? Run into each other in the lunchroom and they're like, hey, you, man. I think that it's like high school. I think that these guys, like, yeah, they'll probably be like in the same area. Yeah. And they'll just like look like, over at each other and be like, right, bro, like, what, like, who, whose clique do you think everybody's trying to join? Man, I don't know. I think that, I think that everybody has their own clique. You know what I'm saying? And I'd love to do a little bit more research on this, but I think that for the most part, if you're on the heat, you're going to stick with the heat. No, well, they should, but like, come on, like, look at guys like Chris Paul, Carmelo, and LeBron. These guys are boys. They're boys. They vacation That's together true. and do that type of stuff. So, like, it makes you think, like, wow, like, do they hang out in the bubble? Like, man, I can't wait to hear what stories come out of that. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet that after the after the NBA season comes to an end, that they're gonna be talking about. The, the shenanigans that they pulled. I mean, you saw it. You saw it before the game started. Man. You saw it with like these guys yeah. fishing. Yeah, and... bro, they did, yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe like they're friends now, and then like when the playoffs start, maybe they don't talk to each other. I don't know. That's a very strange predicament there. Draymond Green could have saved fifty thousand dollars if he were just in the bubble too. Yeah, that's true. Because come on, there, there's gonna be some tampering going on. Hey, bro, that's a cool uniform. One of what uniform looks better? Mine. Where do you where do you want Devin Booker to go if he could go anywhere? If he could go anywhere, I mean to the Heat, obviously. But realistically speaking, yeah, bro, I think the Knicks, the Knicks, huh? the Knicks, man. I think that those guys could use them. I mean, they could use they could yeah. they could use anybody that has a heartbeat and knows how to score at this point in time. But um, 
no i i i think devin booker has a personality for it i think he i i think he's a star and uh, i think that he could really make that into his own bro Th those guys need somebody they they need you know a bright light and i think that devin booker could be that for them and more for sure absolutely yeah, I, what about you I, i'm thinking the knicks as well but at the same time i also think that that coming from a team like phoenix like a small organization like phoenix yeah and then going to the to the to new york the the knicks bro like the knicks you man. know you see yeah. a lot of a lot of um athletes a lot of these amazing players go over there and it's just that stress is a lot it's heavy man think about yeah. it that's a big it's a big platform bro it's a big stage to play on that's uh what madison square garden right yeah yeah, there's there's the public eye is on you, man. The public eye is on you. I would love I would love to see him go over there and strive, but I can't completely just be like, yeah, he should go over there. And I don't know, he might he'll fit the system. Will he fit the area? Well, well, I don't think he'll fit the system. I think they'll create the system around around him. him. And and I think he will, bro. Th this guy dates models, dude. <laughs> Come on, this guy loves this guy will go over there. Come and on, have a, have a ball. Sh shout out to my girl Kendall Jenner. I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's great personally that guy will literally go over there and have a ball bro literally he'll have a ball the ball what, all of it what uh what other offseason moves do you think that should be um should be talked about or you think that should be pursued? so uh well chris paul man uh look honestly if the knicks are really going all in bro chris paul and devin booker i think that obviously that's it you're committed at that point but if you really want to get a pay for what one more season of chris paul i think at that point, if I'm correct about his contract status, you got Devin Booker, and then come on, you got the point god. Like, come on, you're gonna set this guy up. I'm a big fan of Chris Paul, man. I'm a big fan, and I think that that'll be a great way to scout Devin Booker over, showing, hey, we're putting you in a position to like, we're not, you're gonna start off with help with somebody with experience, and then that's it. It's gonna be yours, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, Raul, Raul's, uh, is money when it comes to this. We talk about this all the time. I'm, I love basketball, ladies and gentlemen, but when it comes to like the, the business side of it and, and trades and all that, Raul was the man to oh, go to. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why, that's why, um, that's why I ask him. And if, uh, and I, I'm saying all this so that he doesn't ask me, cause I don't know anything about <laughs> anybody becoming free agents. No. I, what about Giannis? You think he stays in Milwaukee? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, come on, bro. Look at that passion he plays with. This yeah. Guy. This guy's out here head buddy. <laughs> Come on, bro. This guy's about to wrestle in the middle of Disney, dude. That guy, that's how he just says hi to people, guys. Uh, so, um, for those who don't know uh, and live under a rock or just don't follow basketball for some reason that I don't understand. Um, so Giannis was uh, playing against what team was that? Uh, the Wizards. The Wizards. Poor, bro. The, come on. Those bro. guys are just getting. Bro, that's a Washington cardio right those there. Those guys just went over there to play cardio, bro. bro. They went for the free rides, for sure. I definitely think that they just wanted to not wait in line. And that's it. They go play their games, they lose, and then they go ride Space Mountain a couple times. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and, and that's it. They feel better about things, you know? They get a giant Mickey-sized pretzel, which, ah, oh, man, I can't wait to have one. I can't wait to have No, my, my favorite snack there is the Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwiches. The Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, huh? bro. It's ice cream sandwich with Mickey Mouse's face on it. It's crazy. We, we 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 started off the show talking about Blockbuster. We moved over to Disney. Now we're back into sports. And guess guess who's hosting all the, the sports? I mean, bro, not even hosting. Who's okay? Think about it. It's taking place at Disney, right? Where these guys are staying on Disney property, and it's being uh, streamed or shown by ESPN, which is owned by Disney, right? So yeah, so yeah, Universal Studios is doing a great job for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Universal Studios. Meanwhile, yeah. Universal Studios, if you buy a ticket, you could go for free. Every, if you buy a one day ticket, you could go every day until Christmas. So I'm gonna I'm gonna name you a couple uh a couple of uh, matchups that are considered like um yeah. drive it for me um playoff matchups that every NBA contender doesn't want to face so we're gonna start with the first one um and you're gonna you could say something about it and then ultimately I want you to tell me the winner got it Boston Celtics Philadelphia Philadelphia why I don't I'm not sure why I just have a feeling I feel like those even guys, with Ben Simmons being out oh Ben Simmons is out then, it, then he have to leave the bubble to get surgery right. on his oh name. my god I completely forgot about that oh yeah Celtics all day I just felt that those guys had more to prove and the Celtics, if, so if they were healthy, you're telling me that if if uh, if Ben Simmons, your boy, yeah, were to be healthy, he would uh, Philly and seven, Philly and seven, Philly and seven. I I I think Boston, especially that Ben Simmons is is um 
is now going to be no, playing a, a healthy Philly in seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but with with the with the cards that have been dealt, I take Boston. Oh, five. Boston, Boston oh, in five. Boston in five, maybe six. Because a, I'm not a fan of Embiid, but Joel Embiid is a bad man. That guy, boss. That guy's a bad man. You still you, you still got Al Horford. You still got Tobias Harris. If uh, Josh Richardson wakes up from whatever. Did he, he he put himself? If he in. plays like how I use him when I when I play you on a two K, bro, bro, they're going to the bro, championship. I don't don't talk to him about two K. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. All right, let's move on. Houston Rockets, Los Angeles Clippers. Well, look, I'm a big James Harden fan. He's actually my current favorite player. Um, shout out to Harden, but man, the Clippers, those guys are the I just, man, Kawhi Leonard, that guy's a robot. We all know that. Paul George. Ever since he came back from from that from that injury, uh, he's just been lights out. I think even even with the Thunder, I, I just I I I think that Thunder team with Westbrook and Paul George was great. I just think they couldn't get it together. I think that was the thing. So with the Clippers, I I, I think it's gonna be totally different. I I think they could go the distance. I think they could go the distance as well. Um, uh, this Houston Rockets small ball is the only thing that worries me for them, but. For the most part, bro, that team is you look at them on paper, and even not on paper, you look at them play. These guys play with with a fire. Tenacity for yeah, sure. Like a fire lit under. And know. also the Clippers aren't that big either. They play they run pretty small too. And and you also gotta think about that. Dude, the Clippers haven't been playing all too well throughout the bubble, bro. These guys are still getting their I haven't been following. They're them. finding their mojo. They're finding their mojo for sure. Um, but what a first round series that would be Houston Rockets, Los Angeles Clippers, or a series in general. I don't know if it would yeah. be first round, but just in general to see these guys play seven games, bro, that'd be Man, that'd insane. Be so what do you take? I I think, bro, I I might take Houston. I might just take Houston. I'm I'm not I've seen the Clippers play a couple of times and I'm not sold with their style of play right now, dude. I see these guys getting extremely frustrated frustrated. I see these guys getting um you know complacent uh, uh bro, I I there was the last game Kawhi Leonard was upset. Like they got he got called for a travel and he literally like grabbed the ball was like, "Yo, like yelling at the ref, he didn't get teched up or anything. But when was the last time you saw that guy? Like just completely like never, ah, like never. Come on, bro. That that guy smiled once, and that's it. It became the whole internet sensation. So I, I'm I'm my, I'm locking with with Houston and six. What do you got? I got Clippers and six. Clippers and six. Clippers yeah, and six. we got a couple of people here that are saying Clippers and six. Too. Clippers and six. Okay, so let's move on. We All got right. we got four more that I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with. Ready? And then uh, we'll talk about some hockey real quick. So who wins this one? Clippers or Lakers? I already know your answer. Come on, Lakers and six. Lakers and six. Lakers sure. and six. Okay, okay. I don't even want to talk about that. Let's. That's bro. It's time for King the James, King baby. The King will King get James, his baby. Look, I have the King Lakers. James. I have the Lakers taking it all home. The Lakers King, win the chip. The Lakers, bro. Lakers win the chip. Oh man. I have zero doubt. Okay. Yeah. I, I have zero doubt, especially with Giannis head headbutting people. I felt like that. That was the biggest. Another guy. Another I guy that's like, extremely frustrated. I with feel the like style of player. Right I feel now. like that's the biggest. Look. Then I get it. And it might not even be a style play. Think about it. You're literally stuck in Disney World. You can't see your family. He just had a kid. That's true. Yeah, come on. Like, we could look, we could make it about basketball and shoot. It could be. Possible first round matchup. Los Angeles Lakers, Portland Trailblazers. Who? Los Angeles Lakers, Portland Trailblazers. Bro, Lakers in four. In four. In four. four. Damian Lillard has to drop 80, 80 points a game just to win. Average. Yeah. Average. For real. No, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Portland at all. I know that you're a little bit more sold on them than I am. I like Damian Lillard. I like him a lot. No, I like him a lot, but I'm not sold on that team. You, you, um, I agree with you, and especially with the report that came out today, speaking about um that this guy McCullum has been playing with a fractured back, dude. That can that's yeah. So what? Carmelo Anthony is gonna drop 25 a game for you? I mean, he's been playing well, but bro, this you're, is... you're outmatched with the Clippers. Yeah, come on, you don't stand a chance. Oh, but no, you know what? Portland and five. They got Hassan Whiteside, dude. All right, let's move on. <laughs> that silence spoke volumes. Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat. Honestly? Or like, do you want my, my fanatic? I want, let me, give me your unbiased opinion first. My unbiased opinion? Um, I would have to say Milwaukee in six. Milwaukee in six? Milwaukee and as a fan? Oh, the heat and all five. day, all yeah. day, all day, heat and five, all day. Let's go, Miami Heat. Yeah, let's um, go, Miami Heat. I think, I think, Bucks in seven. 
Yeah, that sounds. I think it would go down to to seven. Um, yeah. I think that depending on how the Miami Heat take on their first round, that's what's going to dictate um, the Milwaukee Miami Heat matchup. If that even if it comes down well, to it. Well, like we said, at this point, the first round looks like against the Pacers, Heat in five. I mean, I want to say that we're three and zero against the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks this season. R- really? Yeah, yeah. Once in the bubble, maybe. I know we beat them twice here and in Milwaukee throughout the regular season pre-COVID. So it's going to be a good matchup nonetheless. And then last but not least, Toronto Raptors, Milwaukee Bucks. That is the matchup, ladies and gentlemen. I want to see it, not from a Heat perspective, but from a basketball perspective. The Toronto Raptors, Milwaukee Bucks, bro. These guys. Super hot take. Go. Toronto in seven. Toronto in seven. I agree with you 100%. Toronto in seven. So we're going to move on from basketball, and we're actually going to bring on for um, for five some minutes, ho- five to hockey. seven minutes, some hockey with our um, with the hockey guru himself, Danny Castiel. So we're going to give Danny Castiel the floor, ladies and gentlemen, um, and we'll be right back. Enjoy. What's up, guys? I'm Danny. I'm here to talk a little bit about our very own South Florida ice hockey team, the Florida Panthers. Uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about how their season went, how their playoff series went against New York Islanders, and you know how things can generally get better for the team in my opinion because since their inception it has not been so good so yeah without further ado um i'm not going to sugarcoat anything you know i'm 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 a fan of them and i love them and i like to talk positively but i'm also going to be a critic when i think that things should be criticized so yeah um panthers had high expectations this year which naturally come when you sign a two-time Vezina winning goaltender for being the best goaltender in the league. When you sign the second most winningest coach in NHL history. When you also sign uh, free agent additions to add scoring, add depth scoring, uh, veteran leadership, guys that have been deep in the playoffs. And when you sign, you know, additions to your defensive core, you know, you have expectations. You have expectations that this is these people are going to contribute to your lineup, you know, and then that they're they're going to make positive impacts. So season never really turned out that way. Um, they were on the outside of the playoff bubble looking in when COVID shut the league down, you know, and that's because the defense never really panned out to be what it was expected of, you know? So when you have the defense letting in soft, goal, soft goals or, or defensive breakdowns every other play, you're going to get scored on and you're going to lose games and you're going to blow leads and you're going to, get comfortable in your own zone and they're going to score it's it's going to happen you know you're going to lose it's it's not a winning recipe so outside of the playoff level looking in you know they did string a couple wins together the three wins together back in march um you know they beat some really good teams playing great defensive hockey and you know they thought they had found magic but because hockey is a game of momentum and staying hot while you're hot and not staying cold for too long um, it, it, it killed all, all the progress that they made back in March. That shutdown killed it all, you know. So thankfully, the NHL allowed more teams into the playoffs because if not, the Panthers would have been on their couch watching. But unfortunately, the Panthers were paired with the New York Islanders in their playoff series, which was a rematch of 2016 Stanley Cup quarterfinals, Panthers, Islanders, same teams. And the Panthers lost then and they lost now. And, you know, the Panthers, the Panthers really lost that series themselves. Um, New York didn't win. The Panthers lost it and they lost it for dumb decisions. You know, um, just a quick summary. Uh, first two games, just the defense wasn't there, you know, and, and specifically guys like Michael Matheson, who were just atrocities on the ice and atrocity on the ice and taking dumb penalties and letting in soft goals and I mean, when, when the one thing that you have going for you is your speed and you're getting blown by every play, you know, it's not a good sign. So he wasn't benched for game two. Panthers dropped game two as well. And in a playoff series where it's five games, when you're down in an 0-2 hole, only one other team has come back from that. And the Panthers were certainly not going to be that team with the way that they were playing. So um, they do win game three uh, by taking Matheson out of the lineup and then taking some other guys that were not that weren't contributing out, letting some of the younger guys play, but they didn't let guys like Owen Tippett play. They didn't let guys like Alexi Sarla play too much. 
you know, and these are, these are, this is the future. This is the future of your team and the guys that you drafted to score and you drafted to contribute offensively. And when we're not scoring goals, how much worse can it get? Why aren't you playing these guys? You know, these guys deserve a shot. They made the roster. They made the lineup. Like, why are they sitting in the, in the press box? They shouldn't be. When you don't, when you have guys like Brett Connolly and, and Frank Petrano and, and Brian Boyle that aren't contributing offensively, why isn't, why aren't the young guys playing? You know, and, and I think it's time for, for, for a change in, in leadership, a change in direction. And, you know, and the Panthers did end up losing that series uh, three games to one. New York won again. So I think a change of direction is needed in the Panthers organization. And I think it starts with, you know, with the general manager, Dale Talon, you know, and he hands out some bad contracts that we got locked into. And, and it's tough, you know, it's tough to deal away. You know, a guy like Mike Matheson, who's on a five million, five million a year contract, like it's tough to get rid of that, you know, and, and that's just one of the of the many, you know. So I think it starts with the general manager. I think the front office also needs to get blown up and, and, and have new minds there, new hockey minds, new something fresh, because what's been happening for the last 26 years. I mean, the Panthers are in a perpetual state of mediocrity and something needs to change because obviously nothing's worked so um it's 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 tough to be a fan right now but you know we do have guys like Ekblad and, and Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberdeau who who are fun to watch regardless you know they make game-changing plays night in night out but but we do want to see some winning because winning puts people in the seats winning brings fans winning creates you know a different atmosphere a different a different locker room intensity a different vibe for the players and and when you're not winning you know players can kind of just do whatever they want and and it's it's not it's not good for the team it's not good for the franchise it's not good for the community you know but now is the best time to watch you know you got the stanley cup playoffs on um games are harder games are faster game but hits are bigger um and goals mean that much more so players are giving it their all for for a chance to win the cup so that's my recommendation go watch some hockey um support the panthers down here in, down here in florida it is tough but you know, hopefully they'll make it worth it for us because cause we need it, you know, and, and, and 27 years of losing will not do any good for an organization. So that's it for me. Um, you know, again, I'm Danny and go Panthers. Big thank you to Danny for dropping that knowledge on us. I don't I don't know anything about hockey. I couldn't tell a puck from a bat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're 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 definitely um learning more as uh as our good friend Danny talks to us about hockey and you know, um we love you Danny. Thank you so much for um putting your Absolutely. intake on the Florida Absolutely. Panthers. So we're gonna end off the show today by talking about um something that's going on in our local community and local communities around the world. So save our stages, ladies and gentlemen. SOS, saveourstages.com. Go check it out. It's um a project, it's an act that's being passed in Congress as we speak or it's trying to get passed. Basically, this act is um, helping out the independent and local music venues in your local community and all across the United States of America. As, as we all know, COVID-19 has crippled certain industries, this being one of them. Local, local and independent music venues and theaters are the stepping stones for these great actors, these great comedians, these great musicians, these great um, poets, writers, all of it. This is their stepping stone. Local local independent venues are what get them to elevate themselves to go into the future no one comes out of the get making a 200 million dollar film and if you do kudos to you and then in some cases they do come back to those venues and then you have these intimate moments with your favorite artist your it could be writer singer whatever where like maybe you know you wouldn't normally have at a at a giant stadium concert, you have small shows, intimate shows, acoustic shows, unplugged shows. You know what I'm saying? Where like it's this, it's this you, a small crowd, and the and your favorite artist along with everybody who's there. Because there's a reason there's so few people there. It's because you guys cared that much to be there. So Neva, the national independent venue association their mission is to preserve and nurture the ecosystem of independent live music venues and promoters throughout the united states now you may ask ecosystem why is that there let me explain um from chicago report shows that for every dollar spent on a um an independent venue every dollar spent on a ticket for an independent venue generates 12 dollars worth of economic growth 
So what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? That means that when you go out to go watch a play or go watch a local band or go to an open mic, the ticket that you're playing for also give um also allows you to yeah watch the, the the you know the show or whatever the case may be. But you're gonna go eat before, right? For the most part, or I mean, during so, yeah, parking. or during you're gonna pay for parking at at a lot. You're gonna go out. You might do some shopping, and that's all around that local venue. So the ecosystem that they speak of is all the businesses around these independent venues, which by the way, 75% of them are also independently owned businesses, food restaurants, you know, they make a good amount of money. They make, they make money off of these, these venues that where people come in and bring all this traffic and all this volume. So this, and granted that me and Raul are, are huge, are huge advocates of, uh, of music and theater. I, myself, I do a little bit of acting. I know Raul is a little bit of an actor himself. So we are in full support of this. There's a couple of different acts right now that you could go follow. It's the restart act. The one that I've already mentioned, the SOS save our stages and the encores act. They're all working together, ladies and gentlemen. And they have the support of an organization comprised of nearly 2,000 independent music venues across the nation, including more than 50 in Massachusetts called the National Independent Venue Association, which is what we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a $10 billion problem. And here, here, us here at KNR are asking you to please look into this. There's petitions that you could sign. You could donate to help these venues keep on going. This will affect the whole aspect of entertainment for for the future to come you could you you cannot put that better ladies and gentlemen thank you so much this is knowledge nonsense and reasoning what do you call a mushroom at the party the fun guy what did the fun guy say when it moved to its new house there's two mushrooms we love you thank you good night love you guys the views and opinions expressed on knowledge nonsense and reasoning are entirely those of the host guests and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of slam radio